culture gone bad is bad and I have to say last night was very very bad but debate between Sunak and Truss um, was quite feisty. Interesting. interesting. I, I actually have to say some parts I was very captivated, enjoyed and the fashion fashion was on fire, Jupe. Fashion was on fire, yeah. So wh whom do you pick fashion-wise? Rishi or Tass? Well, it's very difficult because if you put a man and a woman nine, time, nine times out of ten, you would go for the woman because fashion is much more visible in, in ladies' clothes than men's clothes when it comes to politicians, right? Politicians are always boringly dressed. However, we need to specify that Sunak was wearing a custom-made suit, beautifully tailored, and a pair of Prada shoes. So we can't say any anything particularly bad uh, about how Sunak was dressed, except that he's been criticized for his outfits because they reveal the truth about him, namely that he is a trophy husband <laughs> who married a billionaire uh, and has got loads of money. And when he was challenged for that, his reply was, I worked in my mom's Indian curry shop. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you're slimy. Yeah, he's, you're so he's slimy. very slimy because he's trying to um, create a sort of narrative about how humble begin his humble beginnings. He comes from a actually a middle class a wealthy not maybe not rich but well off middle class family of southampton uh yes they are immigrants but they did well uh, their parents had a chemist shop and he went to private uh, school uh, and this is also one reason one of the things that people criticize about him i don't think that people should be criticized for going to private schools because if i could send my children to private schools I would obviously send them to private um, schools. I think if I could, to... I would send myself to private school first before we talk about children. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I don't see the fact that I didn't go to private schools as a plus. I actually would have loved to have a more yeah careful education. Yeah, getting so closer to his brother's shoes by all means yeah. possible. On the other hand, trust. What do you think about Truss's fashion? Now that we now that Rishi is out of the way and we clarified he's slimy and we are definitely not going to I mean, the for slime him. leftovers still injury in yeah. my subconsciousness impression. Honestly, like Rishi slime, Rishi slime. That's that's my <laughs> I don't know my mental mapping yeah. after the last night debate. You know what? Um, she had a very good blow dry. Like yeah. really yeah. good effort. I enjoy it because I think British politicians we have a reputation for sort of a messy hairstyle. I mean, evidently our last yeah. I mean, and when I think women... of when I think of chic women, I British uh, upper middle class women are not exactly what comes to my mind. Um, you know, on average, on average, you do have certain examples, but on average, it's not. I mean, look, uh, obviously there was a conversation about her having this cheap Claire's earrings, yeah. which, I mean, you buy for children. But they were well chosen. Well chosen, but my point is maybe I would have no earrings rather than to wear, I, I don't know, like may, maybe even more contemporary take on female aesthetics today not to have earrings. Mm, okay, yes. I, 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 I think no. like... 
I think from a yeah. symbolic point of view, I analyzed uh, Liz Truss's mm -hmm. fashion um, and I try to make sense of it because I think she tries, she gives a meaning to what she wears in a political sense. First of all, I noticed two things. She has two main uh, ways of dressing is either a uh, shirt and trousers. And very often the shirt is a blouse and is very soft, very often with a bow, which is, and, and then a, a tailor jacket on, which is something that Margaret Thatcher used to do. And the second thing that she does, she wears sheep dresses, knee length usually, and these dresses are very often also reminiscent of Margaret Thatcher because both Margaret Thatcher and, and Liz Truss like blue. Yesterday she was wearing a blue dress and this electric blue was one of the favorite colors of Margaret Thatcher. Uh, oh, but if she doesn't wear um, blue, she still wears uh, color block dresses, so either full red uh, for green, for um, so primary colors, so usually red uh, and and blue, but also green sometimes and beige, but never prints, always primary colors. So she has a very sharp, very very specific um, way of dresses of dressing that does not distract the attention from her seriousness. And I think that earrings are a way of of not. Of, of bringing some lightness into the stern um, appearance, which is very similar to what Margaret Thatcher did with a pearl necklace when she was advised not to wear a pearl necklace. And she said, no, 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 I will renounce to anything except my pearl necklace. Well, but then I think the whole identity of Margaret Thatcher, right? She was like trying to play on her subversiveness of soft femininity. Like I remember there was some recording of her where she took out the duster and started like dusting the guy who was talking. Yeah. Like, you know, sort of like taking the symbols of femininity and then trying to And being a macho man at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, you know what, obviously, if I'm being very honest and sober, which I usually am, I'm not a fan of either like fashion or political yeah, stances yeah. or anything and I'd rather have none of them and I think uh, uh, there's definitely more slimeliness to Rishi in fashion. Yeah, no, and neither am I a fan by the way. I would vote for Liz Truss uh, as opposed to Rishi because I think she's less slimy than him. Yes, uh, I yeah. think uh, yesterday like moving on to political debate, she definitely was bolder, she was given specific answers, and she's taking some risks. I think, you know, when we ask them to evaluate Boris Johnson's political performance, yeah. uh, she actually gave seven, and it was, I think, very bold yeah. Uh, yeah. move, considering she's in his office. And Rishi, 10 out of 10, yeah, right. like, yeah, right. give, give sweets to everyone, just that, make that, sure that's the cheapest one's possible. Exactly, that, that was my problem with Rishi. First of all, he sounds like what we, in Italy we called a kecca isterica, which is, is an insult. Uh, it means uh, a crazy uh, gay, but not, kecca doesn't mean just gay, it's like gay, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. in a, in a in an insulting way, mm -hmm. like faggot, crazy faggot, something oh, like that. Oh so God. he was like a keke hysterica, screaming against her. She was much more poised. And I noticed that if you heard certain parts of his speech, he seemed a socialist. So he was ready to yield anything to the, the people wanted to hear somehow, um, even to renounce to certain conservative values. And Liz Truss took risks also because she was not trying to please the people. She was trying to bring a conservative agenda, which obviously you we can not agree upon, but 
I still respect the fact that she has a very specific ideal that she she's not just changing her ideals, just thinking in terms of what can bring more votes to her. I think at least she was clearly a conservative woman. She was not trying to, you know, whereas I, I, what I saw with Rishi was a very uh, sort of uh, social media politics where you say whatever and it's contrary and it's opposite just to increase your, so I, I, I saw these risks uh, in Liz Truss and I- No, at least that. I think, I understood some stances she has with Rishi. I don't understand where he stands. It seems yeah, like exactly. he's, it, it sounded like he's still going back to serve curry in yeah. the Indian restaurants after this. Like, I mean, honestly, <laughs> exactly. it, it, it exactly. sounds like yes. I'm, I'm going to take my brother's shoes and like uh, yeah. start serving curry next thing. And I'm like, why you? Are you? I even went as far as I watched his PM campaign on YouTube on his channel, and. I, I listened to about six minutes of him telling what he's going to do with borders and illegal immigrants. Yeah. And I didn't understand what he's going to do. And also, I like his message, which is, again, very slimy. Like, yeah, we have an issue with UK borders and we can't have people crossing borders illegally. But I really want to make a point. All immigrants are good people. They have good intentions. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Exactly. That's, That's why I, I didn't want either of them. I thought the best choice was Kemi. Unfortunately, she didn't make it because she is too young, too new to politics, but I mean, too new to government at least. Uh, yeah, because she gave me a sense of knowing where she standed. And I think in a healthy democracy, you have to have a right that thinks like the right and a left that thinks like the left. You have to have people who know where they stand. You as a voter, you have to know what you're voting for. But he, Rishi tries to do what uh, Boris Johnson did, but without the charisma of Boris Johnson, which means uh, changing uh, opinion based on polls, based on uh, who he's talking to. So he wants the votes of the conservatives, but also he wants the vote of of the immigrant of the you know second generation immigrants so it just doesn't you know it doesn't as as you said it doesn't always stand yeah i mean if i have to deal with different versions of devil at least i'd like to know the devil who is clear with bad malicious intentions Precisely. rather than exactly. a devil who like smiles and says you everything but when in behind the back you have exactly. no clue what's going on so yeah but fashion choices of rishi somehow they seem to be slicker more tailored more premium yeah. but because we're covered in so much slime i can't really relate liz she's trying to you know go with some sort of a conservative powerful woman which is a little bit dated like i think in fashion in politics, in politics, what we are missing is contemporary take on fashion within politicians. But when if we go for that, it probably will alienate a lot of I people. I think I think this what you say I think would be very dangerous because well, it would, I mean political because, No, because it would first of all because it would displace uh, the attention to some fringe elements. I think as a politician, you don't have to follow fashion. That's the reason why the queen never follows fashion because she's launching a very specific political she's got message. A style. style, yes, but not fashion. So she has been dressing in the same way. She's actually one of those marvelous examples of anti-fashion. Um, you have to co convey where you stand through your clothes, but you don't have to follow fashion because fashion is fleeting and changes all the time. Uh, and you have to have a, a, a consistent persona. To me, the statement that 
as I said, she was making was bringing conservatives back to the basics and referencing a lot to Margaret Thatcher. So obviously she was not doing an innovative thing. It was derivative, of course, mm-hmm. but at least she was trying to. Uh, yeah, but I liked your point that you made yesterday that she was wearing sort of a Mugglerian uh, Balenciaga sort of type of suit. Alien shoulders, yeah, yeah. double shoulders. Yeah, well. yeah, I mean, yeah, that was yeah. It's a bit 90s that as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, 90s from right, from, for yeah, sure. Yeah, so uh, I think that that is what she, the only fashion choice that she made that I didn't like, and I thought this is something that a European woman of your in your position wouldn't have done, is that she, one of the many dresses that she wore, I was looking to some of her notable styles, was a red dress, knee length, and she was wearing ankle boots with it. Now, you don't wear ankle boots with, with uh, knee length dresses dresses uh, because it shortens your leg. I, it was just very bad. It, it, it looks, uh, it made her legs look chunky. Fashion gone bad. I mean, yeah. Uh, having said that, that's the only thing that I didn't like about her choices. Everything else was pretty safe and pretty consistent with her political message. Speaking of messages, uh, there is, um, I think this week, uh, Good Morning Britain had this episode with a guy who launched Don't Pay the Bill campaign. Yeah, we will put the link on the description of YouTube. So everyone can enjoy so, this, yeah, glorious this glorious 10 moment. minutes yeah. of YouTube yeah. content. But um, look, I understand prices are going up. I don't know how, I mean, I guess we all see that mm-hmm. prices are going up. And just to make this message very simple, especially for reptilians like me, the idea is uh, if sufficient amount of people, I'm not talking like millions, say, the campaigner, I understand, says, if we don't say to suppliers of energy, utility bills, we're not going to pay when there will be some changes in the pricing strategy. And the guy we interviewed, um, I think it was also getting a little bit confrontational because when we challenged him with the question of, but hold on, uh, are you saying like in October comes when it's going to get cold? You're saying to people, stop paying utility bills like people are going to be freezing especially like up north and he said no 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 like it will take very long time for utility companies to cut off the supply and secondly by actually recommending people to renegotiate the prices like i mean i don't know how do you do it like hey edf i was thinking like you're telling me it's five pounds per unit how about we drop it to free like are we in like middle eastern market or something like... also he was trying he was starting from the assumption that uh, the, the bills are raising because there is some evil force doing it on purpose and we are in a global crisis we are there is a war which is causing this all across the europe not just in, in Britain. So it's a much more complicated problem that you will not solve by behaving like that. And I think you have to be respectful of the laws. You are breaking the laws if you don't pay your bills. Don't you get that? I mean, that's a key. But it's not bad. It's, it's like we have more than 1 million people using the supply. If 1 million doesn't pay, Cut them off, like in, in capitalism, you know, focusing on yeah, yeah, of course. It's also like I don't know, like to me, it's also the to me is a big problem. Also, the fact that people decide think that they they put glitter on their lack of morality and they pretend to use this as for the good for a good cause. So I'm not paying the bill because I'm protesting. No, you're not paying the bill because you don't want to respect rules. That's why you're not paying the bill. It's like I I heard this many times also. About 
about taxes. I won't pay taxes because they charge me too much. That's not how a state works. A state doesn't work that you pay what you want to pay. No, I'm sorry unless you are undermining the very foundations of, of, of democracies. And I'm not saying that everything is good, and but this, this attitude, I think it's very, very dangerous. And I didn't really didn't like, but besides he, one of the points that they make is not in Good Morning Britain is that he's not stopping to pay the bills because he cannot afford it, which would be something understandable. If you don't have money to eat, it's understandable that you stop paying other things. Uh, but he is doing it as a form of protest, which is the, the ultimate uh, way that demonstrates your how spoiled you are. Uh, I think it's, it's just terrible and very disrespectful for people who are struggling like us, normal people, and still pay their bills. I think it's also quite interesting what um, I felt a very strong sense of invincibility resonating from him he was very much like but we're not going to cut over supply what we're going to do to me because it's such a long lengthy process and when he's saying like about renegotiating the price like I, I genuinely don't understand it's like a service provider you pick a service provider because you agree on the terms and conditions if you don't like you pick another service provider but it's not like you're saying you know drop the price on yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. like it's uh, way of different tariffs way, yeah. and and I understand it's an evil system, and but when he also said that actually the problem is not with suppliers, but because the problem is what with suppliers are middlemen. So therefore, maybe we not need not not to pay things, but actually see how the structure works, and maybe write some petitions and talk with whoever is in charge of supply and energy of how this functions. But um, I just think uh, the solution sounds very drastic and also doesn't sound like a healthy way forward either. No, exactly, because I think this unveils a fascination that our societies are increasingly having right now, which is one of the reasons why we see this polarization between mm -hmm. extreme right uh, in Europe and extreme left, and extreme right is gaining a lot of you know, um, a lot of attention as well, as well as extreme left. And um, and the point is that people, we are somehow atoning the concept of revolution. We think that revolution is the best thing in the world. Personally, I think revolutions are extremely dangerous. I don't believe in revolutions. I believe in evolutions. But evolutions come from within the system, don't aim to overthrow the system. So, Revolutions like the French Revolution or the Russian Revolution are usually followed by very grim moments because you undo whatever was there before. Uh, whereas evolutions improve the system. To me, an example of revolution is what I said, French Revolution, you know, Russian Revolution, etc., is dismantling the system and imposing a new one all of a sudden. Whereas Evolutions is the civil rights movements in America. That's an evolution because you didn't overthrow the system, you just improved it. Okay, so uh, women gaining uh, the right to vote and to and to marry whoever they want and going to school, that's an evolution. You didn't overthrow the system, you adapted it and you improved it. And I think these people are somehow fascinated with these strong sort of um, decisions and, and being revolutionary, which ultimately doesn't 
That you is know, quite interesting. Was the Russian Revolution, very ironic thing. Uh, a lot of people who were at the forefront of the revolution were from a wealthy aristocracy or yeah. the middle class, very educated. But we were like, okay, we speak with the voice of uh, minority and uh, workers. But actually, I think workers probably didn't have even capacity to really be involved in the movement. And then obviously we put at the forefront of that, which is also quite fucked up in, in a reality. I mean, they use the worker to keep their status. They were aristocratics before and they became intellectuals after. And they maintain some sort of status using the workers as a form of brute force. I don't know, that's my intuition of, of it at least. Um, I think yeah. culture is bad. Very bad. I, I wanted to make a point about this on, on one fact. I wanted to step outside of politics, and focusing on one aspect of human personality. Okay, so the, the human personality, there is one way of measuring it, which is called the five-factor personality, which divides everybody's personality into five facets, and you have a different organizations of these facets. And there is one, which is, I, I personally have a high degree of this in my personality type, even though not as much as I would like, probably, which is conscientiousness. And it's the treat of personality that makes people respect the rules, for instance, wake up in the morning and go to work, um, be uh, serious about things, respecting rules and respecting others. And there are people who just don't have it or have a very low um, um, amount of, of conscientiousness. But how can you have respect for some things when the system is oppressing us? And a lot of things uh, bring more inequality and sometimes it's on the edge of abusing us. Yeah, no, obviously I am talking about healthy systems. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but you know what I mean? Like, I think there is a lot of factors. But we are not there. I don't think we are in our society. We have difficulties, but we, we are not in a green situation. Well, we're not in North Korea, but... Exactly, we're yeah. not in North Korea. That's the, the, I mean, we don't realize how lucky we are to live where we live. We don't realize that if I ask you, what is a better system than this one? Name it. Name a country that has a better system right now on the spot. Which one? So that's the Depends thing. You ask. No, that's the thing. You think it's bad until you think, what are the options? What? It's too easy to think in terms of utopia. Think in real terms. What is China? Is it China better? Uh, is it, I don't know, South Africa with all the divisions they have in society and the problems, even though they are improving mm -hmm. and struggling? What is the alternative? So I do think that we have a lot to fix, but we are not the worst. We are not that badly uh, situated. Me, myself, as a homosexual man, I wouldn't be able to live in many countries in the world. So, you know, I, I think we should be kinder to our society. Anyway, the, the point that I wanted to make is that people who are low in conscientiousness tend not to respect rules, tend not to see where, why to respect rules. But the funny thing is that conscientiousness is predictive of outcomes in life. So conscientious people, obviously you cannot change your personality, mm -hmm. okay? You behave as, con as conscientious even though you're not conscientious, but that's a different thing than becoming conscientious. Mm -hmm. Is So people who, who are high in conscientiousness, that's why we study personality because it's predictive of things, have on average much better health than people with, who are not conscientious. They have longer life and better health. And even the children of mothers who are conscientious have better health uh, because the mother cares more about, or the parents, generally speaking, care more about the children. Uh, it's also predictive of better and more stable relationships. 
Um, and it's uh, also predictive of uh, crimes, whether you go to jail or not, and income. So all those things are to some degree predicted so by... So we should watch out for that guy for don't pay I think, campaign I, by I, he I, ends. I think <laughs> the problem is you're not paying now, you are very little conscientious, but my point is maybe the reason why you don't have the money to pay is the same why you're not paying now, namely that you are not conscientious. I don't know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I'm joking now, I'm bringing it to an extreme. Our but, listeners should watch the, out for the pool. Exactly, watch out for the pool. Are you conscientious or not? I don't know, is it? Is... Yes, exactly. Okay. Is, there just scale, made is, is there a scale in uh, the in this theory, like, is there levels, or it's yeah, a yeah, case, yeah, yeah. you know? You have, you have five, five um, dimensions of personality. Okay, we are this is only I'm too dumb for that, to handle all five levels. I think we is a conscientious, or we I think bad. you are pretty conscientious, then. Um, I mean, with your, ab with your abs, clearly you, you have a I very have, strong routine. I have a routine, but I always question a lot of systematic orders and authorities i i do have issues oh, the, the, with that, that is another trick though it's openness it's different mm. so but it doesn't mean that you find a way not to respect the rules which yeah, I, like, I question systems all the time but doesn't mean that i don't respect the system yeah, like sometimes you know when i'm on the self checkout if there is a way to jump the queue i shall use it yeah. <laughs> my gosh i know don't do queue jumping in the uk oh my, do not god. Do that. oh my god wow i just confessed to the biggest crime jumping queue in the uk <laughs> very bad couch. Drippy is shocked. He is speechless. This Q-jumping people, Q-jumping Russians uh, and Italians. And Ukrainians. Hello, and well, Ukrainians. Uh, Till next time. Kalashagon, very bad.